First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Bulls Nation, welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Coming to you live from our studios here, downtown Chicago in the West Loop. I am Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Join with my guys, all three of us back together again hey. in studio. First time in a minute. Yeah. Big day. Bow. BWL Sports. What up? Will, the go Gottlieb. He hates to tell you. He's at Will underscore Gottlieb. <laughs> and our pal, our producer, Briggs, on the producer's controls today. Briggs. Getting either choked or massaged by our guy Sean from Bets and Socks. I'm going with now. choked. Was that choked? I'm going with choked. Okay. It was the second one? Damn, Simon. <laughs> Damn. I could choke you, Brad. Uh, <laughs> how, how is everybody's vibes today? Do we feel better than the, the Bears Monday that we all suffered yesterday? I feel great. I feel great. Yeah? I feel wonderful. I, I actually talked some Bears. I feel with like Brags. shit. Brad still like shit. feels like shit. Why do you feel like shit, Brad? I'm in a dark place with the Bears. So, <laughs> is it because of the Bears or is it other things? No, it's because of the Bears. Oh, just strictly because yeah. of the Bears. Yeah. Okay. Are you, that, will you be happy if they win against the Buccaneers? I will be ecstatic. Oh, okay. All right. Well, but I am losing faith. I mean, what, <laughs> one one is one one. roller coaster, and you gotta you gotta respect it. He does. You gotta respect it. But I mean, he's all they in. They always say, like in sports, like never get too high, never get too low, and that just. That's no fun. It's what's no the fun? Ride, what's ride the point? The yeah, seriously. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm having ride so much fun. I'm having so <laughs> much fun. Right now you're not. Like, but next week. Next week. That man I mean, was up at like 4 a.m., man. Did you sleep? He was ready. Yeah. I was a little worried about you. Don't worry about me. <laughs> Let's worry about the bears. <laughs> I'm Did good. you sleep, though? Did you? Yeah, that night. Okay. <laughs> not that morning. Not yeah. that morning. No. Okay. We got All a right. tailgate to get do. Did a great job gentlemen. at the tailgate. Yeah. We, we did had a great, great job. job. You guys Shout did a great job. Everybody who helped organize our first CHO Bears tailgate of the season, it was hell of fun. Yeah. Come out to the next one. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Also, big happy day in the world of All City Network. Yes. The official launch of our friends over there in Philadelphia, PHLY. <laughs> happened today they've had a full slate of shows already today and as much as i have just generally hated philly sports fans across the board (laughs) my entire sports fan life because by and large they're terrible people i'm excited to welcome this uh this new brother network of ours Mm -hmm. and maybe they'll prove to us that not all philly fans are the worst well the ones i know in philly are pretty cool people and they aren't you know jerks like that i've never had that experience i've never really had that Philly fans suck experience, but it seems you have. <laughs> Sir, I've had this experience. Who hurt you? <laughs> a lot of people. Oh, the list. So many people. <laughs> the list, Will. The list. The list is long. Oh, man. I try to give him back a piece of himself every I mean, day. It's, it's not just, it's just like general consensus among sports fans from all over that Philly fans are the worst. They threw batteries at Santa. I just <laughs> threw things at Santa Claus. I just happen. can't stand that, like, all of the other All-City Networks have mostly really, really good teams. <laughs> and Chicago's... Although, I popped in right and watched a bit of the, uh, you know, PHLY Sixers show today, mm. earlier today. Shout out to them. They did a great job. Yeah, yeah. The people in the comments of their show, it's like doom and gloom for Philly just because they have this unresolved Harden situation going on. It's yeah, like, yeah. you do realize that you... You still haven't been in a pretty good squad over there. No, please. Like, people can say that here. Like, that'd be the same thing, dog. Like, yeah, you're looking at a mirror. It's what you're doing right now. So, I understand that. I mean, you know, Philly, (laughs) yet again, lost in the conference semis this past year. Correct. They're really good at doing that. The Bulls 
couldn't even get out of the play-in. This is true. These are different tiers. Different tiers of, of gloom. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Understand. The, the, like the, well, it, it also did make me feel a little bit better about us as Bulls fans and those of us as Bulls fans who are maybe not the most optimistic right now. Like, oh, we could have a better be, we could have a better team than we do mm-hmm. and be less optimistic because that was the vibe I was getting from the Sixers pod. <laughs> they was a little upset, man. I'm going to check it out, man, because that show I'm sure is going to be great. They got some great people over there. Shout out Renee Washington as well. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Like, they on really the, do have uh, a great On the Philly cast. show, right? Yes. And then yeah, also and on, the, on the, the MLS show. show. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, but, man, they got Brian Baldinger, which is wild. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome, though. Like, yeah. They got some great people over there, man. Some really smart, intelligent writers as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they got a good good crew. I see that. Uh, so anybody out there who has Philadelphia sports fans in your life, point them in that direction. Mm-hmm. PHLY officially launched today. Happy to have them as part of the All City Network family. Yeah, I see Demond in the All comments City. saying, "Your boy Aaron Rodgers out for the season pack." Yep, that's right. Just take a quick second. It's just going to take a second. I know this is a Bulls pod. <laughs> I am nourished by the hatred of those of you on Twitter today, <laughs> scolding me for celebrating. The early demise of Aaron Rodgers' first season as oh, New York Oh, you celebrated I didn't see this part. Oh, I celebrated hard. I missed it. I missed and it. And you know why? Okay. Please Everyone's tell me. saying, Please tell oh, me. it's in bad taste. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bad take to celebrate the injuries of players, even if they've made you miserable because they beat your team, whatever, whatever. Cool. You know what the exception to that rule is? Correct. When they're a shit person and they don't deserve our sympathy. Aaron Rodgers, go back to your yurt. Good luck. <laughs> Like healing your Achilles with your magic healing crystals. <laughs> F you and F everyone defending him today. Don't celebrate an injury. Take two of these and call me never. Never. <laughs> Bye. All right, you guys want to talk some basketball? <laughs> so when you were asking me Bravo. about him. How, yeah. <laughs> How long did it take you to write that speech? In his heart? Just now? Years. Top, love it. Millisecond by millisecond. It's been in his heart for like the past 15 years. What do you say? He's been waiting on this moment. I love it. He's been waiting on this moment, dog. This is Matthew Peck at his finest. Oh, Petty Peck was in Petty a great Peck. mood this morning. He was, <laughs> he was my backup. Woo. He was my backup fantasy quarterback. Rodgers? Yeah, because he was just there in the 10th round. I was like, oh, yeah, let me just take Hope you can get Zach Wilson on that waiver wire. Yeah. I'll be all right. Hey, I, I got Patrick Mahomes. I'll be okay. I'll be fine. I saw Zach Wilson, by the way, in the Salt Lake City Airport uh-huh. the other week, just sprinting to a gate. Clearly really? going to miss his flight. Yeah, it was, it was even though he's an NFL player, they're not holding that flight for him. No. Mm. Maybe now they will. Because <laughs> he got, gotta he's, get he's got promoted to QB1. He's private now. Oh, yeah. You know what? He's on the private he, Shout out to that resilient Jets team. Yes, big, big OT them, win man. against the Buffalo Bills. Big, awesome big. win. That was awesome. Shout out to me for winning my uh, fantasy in the game first as well. Week of the NFL. It was. It was great. How, wait, how'd you do in fantasy? Uh, two and zero. Two and zero in All my right. two leagues. Happy to start right. that way. Will basketball fantasy on the way? On the way. On no, the way. No football for me this year. All right, Brags, you play fantasy. I need, I need to get an invite next year. I lost from somebody. I, I don't have any friends. <laughs> you hear friends? <laughs> I lost. Rough, rough week one I heard for Brags. It's also too, Will. You do have I tons had of Justin <laughs> Fields as my quarterback. Uh huh. Wait, you had Justin. F- oh. And Chase Claypool in my flex. Why did you oh. pick Chase Claypool? You should not have stacked your fantasy and team I with had, bears. You, you can't pick with emotion. And and I had Roshan Johnson on, <laughs> on my bench. Of course. And he dominated. I mean, I stacked Roshan, but I didn't have the guts to start him this week. Well, yeah. Who would? Who you would? should ask them why they refuse to throw the ball forwards. <laughs> that's, that a, that's a layered ants. question that we have spent. We're spending five days yeah, this week trying to figure out, and that. we won't. Tune in to CHO Bears so. if you yes. want to know why. And the Bears CHO did not throw the ball forwards. After dark as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, guys, let's talk some hoops. So, <laughs> I, I, was like, I, do, I lost. <laughs> I lost. We're going to continue our proven segments today. We're going to do Vooch. And we're going to do the young man, Dalen Terry. Before that, though, wanted to briefly touch on the other interesting NBA news that happened yesterday. We talked about the whole LeBron getting the Avengers for the Olympics thing uh, yesterday. The other piece of news is that the league is voting tomorrow on a new rule that could increase the league's allowance of penalizing teams who rest multiple star players specifically for nationally televised games. Here was this tweet from Shams, NBA Board of 
governor is expected to vote this week on new policy that a team is unable to rest two star players in the same game. Many league discussions over the past year or two have centered around star players playing more and curbing load management. Uh, Woj added some intel of his own saying that the NBA will have the ability to sanction teams with bigger financial fines for violations of these resting rules. Mm. The NBA will incorporate a fine system for teams that begins with $100,000 for first offenses, $250,000 for second offenses, and $1 million more than the previous penalty for each additional fine. Good Lord. What do you guys think about this? That's a lot of damn money. It's a, it's a lot of <laughs> dope. Re- I think, well, one, I do think it, it's sad that it's necessary, but I think it's okay. I, I'm in the middle on it. Like, I don't like it when you're taking money from players, when teams, you know, are just probably trying to rest up for the playoffs. But at the same time, it's taken away from some of the competitiveness uh, that we've seen on the floor. It's taken away from some of the marquee matchups on, on those Saturday or Sunday or national games that we've seen. Um, just to go old school on you for a second, when you wanted to go to the stadium and you wanted to see your favorite player and you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to see them, and then you find out they're not playing mm-hmm. and it's because, you know, they're just resting on low management. It's a little upsetting. I didn't grow up with that. <laughs> I really didn't. I didn't grow up with that. I grew up, Cats were going to play, like, all the time. My favorite players always wanted to play. Like, that's just what they wanted to do. Second I don't, three, Pete. Correct. MJ, ages 33, 34, 35, 82, 82, 82. 82. 82. Correct. I, and I, but I understand why players are resting. I get it. It, make, it. It's not like it doesn't make sense to me. I understand. It's a lot of money behind it. They want to take better care of their bodies. I get all of that, but... You can't mess up those kind of marquee matchups that the NBA has gone to great lengths to kind of set up and put on national television. And then simply because you want these guys to rest, that, that uh, random people won't be able to just see those games. Like everybody's not going to tune in to your game two of the playoffs on TV, on TNT at right. 930 at night. Yeah. Some people just want to watch the national televised game because they just know you're an awesome player. And this hopefully will curtail some of those things. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I think it's a good thing in general. I will say, one, from what I understand about this, it does not penalize the players or find the players. It, it finds the teams. Right. And I think that's a key here because that's true. for the most part, the teams are making these decisions. They're monitoring health. They're monitoring movement. They're monitoring, like, all these different metrics and measurements that we don't know anything about to get a sense of, like, how much load or strain is going on these guys' bodies. And when they reach a certain threshold, that's when they hold them out a day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, Kawhi Leonard, I think is kind of the poster boy of this, is like yeah. going to practice one day and he's like, nah, I don't feel like it. <laughs> right. I think it's like, you know, for one, he's had a ton of injuries. Mm-hmm. We've seen him manage his minutes through the past couple of years. And then when he does ramp up, gets hurt again. Yes. So like this kind of thing is important. And I think at the end of the day, what you want is the players to be healthy in the playoffs. You don't want to turn on a playoff series and have the Clippers playing the Suns without Kawhi and Paul George. Right. That's a bummer. Right. So I get it. I think the TV partners are probably driving this in a big way mm-hmm. where they're saying, we're giving you so much money mm-hmm. to broadcast your games on ABC on Sundays or ESPN on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or TNT on Tuesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. and guys are sitting out. Like, that's not okay. So it's... The fact that it's targeted to those primetime games makes a lot of sense. I think from a Bulls perspective, though, not a lot changes because everybody plays. Correct. Mm-hmm. So Jerry's they not going to have to worry about a yeah. million-dollar fine because, like, Zach, Demar, and Vooch are playing every Regardless. single night. Yeah. And all, and Kawhi, like, his – I think his just really kind of ramped this up because his was worst-case scenario as far as that, you know, player management, low management because he didn't play for like a couple years. And yeah. then when he finally, like you said, ramped it up in the playoffs, he gets hurt. Another meniscus. When he was absolutely balling too. Yeah. And I mean, like, you, yeah, another torn meniscus. And I think that's what kind of shut everything down. Cause they're like, well, dude, and if you're going like, to do all that and then come in the playoffs and get hurt, you could have done that in regular season. All right? right. Yeah. So I think that's what kind of ramped it up. Same with KD in the 20, what was it? 19 playoffs when he hurt his, uh, hamstring or his calf or something mm-hmm. in the second round, I think, against the Rockets, and Came then back. tried to come back yep. and then tore his Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of thing happens. And the other thing I'll say is there's a difference between load management 
and injury management. Yeah. Correct. What Zach Levine went through at the beginning of the season was injury management. They were reacting to the surgery that he had and the recovery to that surgery by managing his minutes, managing his games. It took us all by surprise and everybody freaked out about it, but that was injury management. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between that and Kawhi, you've had, you know, two straight practices. You're probably going to have to sit this one out here on Wednesday (laughs) night ESPN game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A few other interesting details as far as specifics in these new rules being proposed in this vote coming tomorrow. Teams must manage their roster to ensure no more than one star player is unavailable for the same game. Mm -hmm. They must ensure star players available for national television and in-season tournament games. Teams must maintain a balance between the number of one-game absences for a star player in home games versus road games, Mm -hmm. with a preference for those absences to happen in home games, which Mm -hmm. I thought was interesting. Basically, when the draw in selling tickets in other markets and other cities is the star players that are coming to town. Correct. The league does not want those players sitting out when Bulls fans, for example, who love to watch Luka play or love to watch Joel Embiid play, say, you got got to have those guys out there on the road. Absolutely. Uh, Teams must refrain from any long-term shutdown or near shutdown when a star player stops participating in games or plays in a materially reduced role in circumstances affecting the integrity of the game. Teams also must ensure healthy players resting for a game are present and visible to fans Mm. so we can still wave at them in street clothes. (laughs) Um, The integrity of the game part, I think, is interesting for them to include because that's clearly the argument they're making, but it's not hard to see and read between the lines, as you were just explaining, Will. It's about money because most decisions when it comes to the people running these giant multi-billion dollar sports leagues, it's about money. I don't care. If it's secretly but not so secretly about money and not protecting the integrity of the game, it's an ends in the means situation. If it's about the money, but it gets star players out on the floor more, I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. And get ready. Shout out to my guy Braggs here. This might be a meatball island take. Let's go. You're not going to be surprised to hear me say it. Come on. These guys make tens of millions of dollars. If you're healthy enough to play, get your butt out there and play. I do not like load management. Sam, I am. I understand that there are some reasons for it, but I'm an old school meathead when it comes to this. And if you're healthy, you play. Yeah. I'm not against any of that. Go ahead, Bray. Are there green eggs and ham there you on are. Meatball Island? Yes, he did. Are there? Are I'll there. go to town on some green eggs and ham. Okay. I, I will not. <laughs> I, just, I just had a ham on my Italian sub for lunch. Chocolate. I don't, I don't eat eggs. <laughs> eggs are disgusting. I won't eat them. You don't like eggs? No. What about eggs cooked in bacon grease? Listen, (laughs) I love bacon, but not eggs. Mm. It's weird. So a bacon and egg sandwich. You're weird. (laughs) He's having a tough day. No one's arguing that. Look at that. (laughs) Um, The the thing about this that is interesting is this definition of star player. I was just going to ask that. And and Shams had a tweet with that detail, too, saying, under current discussions among team and league personnel, a star – is defined by someone who's made either the all-star team or an all-NBA team in any of the past three seasons. Mm -hmm. So for the Bulls, that would be Zach, DeMar, and I guess Vooch's last all-star year was, what, 2021? The year they made the trade for him? Yes. So do do we feel like this is an unfair, arbitrary, how do you define what a star is, or do we think that that makes sense? To me, I think if you're trying to figure out the parameters of this and who you're trying to get to play more games, previous three years, all-star, all-NBA, that makes sense to me. makes a lot of sense, and it makes it simple. Like, yeah, and and it's not insulting because we all know who the stars are. Like, we don't have to dive into this hard. You know who the best player is on a team. You, you can walk to a YMCA and see who the best player is out there. But you know who the best player is on the team when you're watching it, when you're looking at it. Who are you, who are you putting uh, the top billing on? Who are you like, oh, man, he's coming to town. Oh, I can't wait to watch this player. It's usually not somebody that's on the bench. It's usually somebody that is starting and scoring a lot of points for your team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we all know what a star player is. And I, I like this. And I like the road one even better because you're right. That's the attraction. There's a reason – the most popular Bulls jersey is the road jersey. There's a reason. It's a road Jordan jersey. There's a reason for that. Because when the Bulls travel, that's what people come out to see. When the Bulls are whooping your ass in that road jersey. That's what you're used to seeing. So that's why it was so popular, you know, around. But I think, honestly, I think they did a really good job of this. It doesn't feel like it's railroading uh, these teams. It's like, dude, we just want to see the best players play. Mm-hmm. Help our product grow so we continue to pay you millions of dollars and everybody can be happy. 
you got to draw the line somewhere. You just do. So I think that's fine. Um, It's kind of the same as like the 65 games played minimum for the the season awards. I like it. You got to draw the line somewhere. I think it's a good thing that they're addressing it. I think it gets brought up a lot, but it's worth repeating that like, I don't think these players are just going out there and saying, I don't want to play. There's probably cases like that, but I think for the most part, it's injury and injury prevention. Mm -hmm. And I do think teams have prioritized that over the product Mm -hmm. that ultimately like this league does not work without fans. If fans don't show up to watch or pay cable providers to be able to watch on TV, Mm -hmm. there's no money going to these teams. There's no money going to the league. There's no money going to the players. Correct. So this should be catered towards the fans. And that's why these rules are coming into play now. And I think it's a good thing. I think they're going to keep getting better. This is the first step, but I, I think it's a good one. And it's a good evolution for the young players as well, because since it's under these rules now, they'll come up with that mentality will change for those young players. Yeah. They will now be thinking, oh, no, dude, I'm playing at least 65, 70 games. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I mean, Dale and Terry, there were multiple times last year where he played in a Windy City game in the afternoon and Mm -hmm. then came to suit up for the Bulls after. That's Mm -hmm. true. These guys aren't just like, I want to collect my check and not actually do anything. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just, it's the same thing with like, these summer workout tapes. Like right. people just assume guys aren't working out in the summer unless they see a video of them like in a these guys work so hard. They want to play. They love to play. Mm-hmm. I would never argue otherwise. But I think, like I said, difference between load management and injury management. And you can't really like try to I don't think you can try to correct injury management. Yeah. That's where it gets yes. tricky. Is like you're not actually injured. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which, as you said, are different things. Mm-hmm. Every time you bring up a summer workout video, you have to do the chairlift. That's he brings the, him up. I was saying in my head, man, he's done that twice already. Yeah. Like two I'm, straight I'm shows, he's brought up the summer workouts, man. I do it every show. I, <laughs> I hate him so the, much. I hate the, him so much. The other th- argument you against... You should have heard me and Mark talking about it on Friday. I was losing my mind. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I saw Mark had a snarky, <laughs> snarky comment about a goal for Dalen this season. We'll get to that later on. Uh, last thing on this, the other counter-argument I've seen for people who aren't a fan of this, and I think actually our guy Sabine is one of the people who brought it up to me, is, is it fair to basically make different sets of rules for different players in the league if you pass this? Because that's basically what you're saying. You players aren't allowed to rest because yeah. you are the star players that whereas these players these rules don't apply to you but it's also like well the star players get paid more hello and get a lot of special treatment hello you know what one of those special treatments is load management yeah. and resting games uh-huh. so it's not like you know, i don't think there are a lot of role players and bench guys in the nba who want the special like, treatment of resting they're like no i'll take your <laughs> minutes please they're trying to get that opportunity and it's also from going back to the fans thing the fans aren't like coming out in Oklahoma City to see Dalen Terry play. No this offense, they're coming to see DeMar and Zach. That's a fact. That is a fact. No, absolutely, you should be treated differently. You're a star player, you're treated differently. Absolutely. You're not You're not the best player because you want to be treated the same as everybody no. else. You, that your check says it. All right? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely, the, the rules uh, should be different. But uh, uh, Spider, Spider-Man's uncle, right? With great power comes, comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Well Spider-Man. done. There's uncle a, Ben is There's a name. Marvel reference for you, yes. my guy. First and last. <laughs> yup. All right. Uh, so there's that other in- bit, bit of interesting NBA news from yesterday that we wanted to touch on. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll dive in to more Prove It Talk, setting goals for both Nikola Vucevic and Dalen Terry for this upcoming season. While we're uh, taking a break to share these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a quick, simple favor. Hit that thumbs up if you're watching along on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe as well if you aren't subscribed already. Today's show, speaking of eggs and bacon brags, is brought to you by one of our newer sponsors, our friend, Charlie the Bacon Guy. Can you tell that this is one of my new favorite sponsors? Charlie the Bacon Guy, based out of Woodridge, Illinois, makes craft bacon and bacon jams in over 30 different flavors. The product is always a nitrite and nitrate-free product, and you should be ordering lots of it. (laughs) It's vacuum-sealed and freezes great, so that means the bacon lasts in the package up to 45 days in your fridge, Mm -hmm. six months in your freezer. The bacon jam lasts 60 days in your fridge, and... You know, if you're me, you don't need to worry about how long it lasts in your fridge or your freezer because you're eating all of it and you're eating all of it that day. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the best flavors that I've tried so far, and shout out to Charlie, he came through, brought a bunch of amazing samples to the studio earlier this summer. Mm-hmm. French toast, 
chorizo, mm. maple pepper, mm. jardinier. Mm. Hello, Chicago, are you listening? That's right. I just said jardinier flavored bacon. Talk slow, Peck. If I talk any slower, I'm going to, we're going to need some. Whew. Need some music. <laughs> yeah, baby. Good yeah, idea to not baby. finish that sentence. Bacon oh, jam yeah. goes perfectly on everything. Seriously, try putting it on anything. In scrambled eggs, brags. Mm. On toast, on crackers, on burgers, grilled cheese sandwiches. Or our guy Charlie's favorite, eating it right out of there with a spoon. Oh. You know what my, one of my favorite things is? A shout out to my guy, my, my guy Connor, former roommate, professional chef. Shout out. He makes these little meat, mini BLT like sandwiches mm. on crackers mm-hmm. with a little half cherry tomato, mm-hmm. a dollop of spicy mayo, nice. and bacon jam with a little leaf of lettuce. Sounds amazing, dog. Incredible. Sounds amazing. Try it. Try it with our guy, Charlie the Bacon's Bacon Jam. Mm. The website is coming soon. In the meantime, you can find Charlie the Bacon Guy on Instagram at Charlie the Bacon Guy, on Twitter at CZ the Bacon Guy, and you can place orders for his bacon by emailing him directly, Charlie the Bacon Guy at gmail.com. Bacon. Get some bacon in your face. Bacon. God, I love bacon. (laughs) (laughs) It's the longest bacon that's going to last in your fridge. Well, what's the quantity? A pound? Yeah, a pound of bacon. I'll go through a pound in a weekend. Pound in a weekend? Yeah. Okay. All right. It's about two, three days. I'd like if, if I'm making myself a good, yummy, weekend, spoil myself breakfast, mm-hmm. half a pound of bacon goes right to my face. <laughs> How many times a month do you do that? Not often. Not often. Not often. often. It's, a, it's a treat. I'm getting old. I can't do that every yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> Only half a pound. <laughs> and an AG1. Although, that vacation I just got back from, hanging up with the fam at the Mish House. Boy, uh, we tear through bacon. Ran through it. Woo. Oh, man. That's awesome, dog. Can I talk about TV? Please. Can we talk about Fubo up in here? I love it. Can we get down with it? Braggs, you watch Fubo. I know you do. You use it. You don't have to say anything because I see what you're chewing things over there. It's all right, brother. But <laughs> Fubo is awesome. Is that what that is? <laughs> Shout out to you, sir, for having that. <laughs> Shout out to you. You are a Chicagoan. <laughs> I like that. Very well. I'm done. just over here enjoying the show. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> we are not mad at you for doing that. The, the Braggs element has really... Just elevated the show so much. <laughs> that's Truly. pretty. Hey, I'm that's what he does. It. He elevates CHGO. It. That's how Braggs rolls, man. And you can enjoy the whole. Oh, you heard what he did. You heard what he just did, y'all. Fubo TV, y'all. 140 plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream it live from any device that you got. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching immediately by getting yourself a free trial. No contract. No cable. No hassle. Just sign up, sit down, start watching. Oh, and but let's say, oh man, I got a job, gotta go do stuff. A thousand hours of cloud DVR is included for no extra charge. Let me tell you something, DVR always on point. It's kind of how I watch my uh, football. Mm-hmm. Is you know, I've recorded, I'll let the first 10 minutes go by. 10, 15 minutes because I'm maybe I'm making some food or I'm just doing something else. And then I come right on back, watch the DVR as it's playing live and just fast forward right on through commercials because it's awesome that way. And I enjoy it. And you can watch local teams while you're traveling. College football, Big Ten, the NFL, NFL Network, Red Zone. Oh, yes, the Ryder Cup. The UEFA Euro qualifiers. You know about that Ryder Cup. You know you be down for it, Braggs. I, I know Braggs is back, eat some jerky, and his first thought is, well, second thought is, I'm going to watch the Ryder Cup. Because the first thought is, what am I going to do about these Chicago Bears? That's the first thought. And then it goes straight into the Ryder Cup. That's how he rolls. So watch all your favorite college football and NFL with Fubo. Go to www.com. FuboTV.com slash C-H-G-O to sign up for 15% off of your first month of Fubo Pro. Fubo TV, turn it on, sit it down, enjoy. Dig it. How does he do it? <laughs> How does he do it? How does he do it? <laughs> All right, y'all, moving right along. Let's dive into Slogan's our prove it goals <laughs> that we are setting for our man Nikola Vucevic this season. Uh, big fan of Vooch, our guy Bragg's here. Big, big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's just let's just start with you, Dave. What oh, do you yes. want to see from Vooch this season? Well, 
what I want to see from the man Nikola Vucevic this season. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, Time whoa. out. I am the producer here. Okay. Oh, okay. This is my ship. You want so? And we are going to well, go in kind of your ship, order okay. here, <laughs> okay. sir. Uh-huh. And Matt, you are first. I'm first. Dave second. is second. Uh-huh. Will's third. Will is third. Okay. Okay. Set it up commandeering that way. this. Screw the hell. See what happens when he eats that jerky. Screw you, Matt. <laughs> this what You're going to listen to me. Man. I'm the your, captain. Oh man. I'm what kind of jerky is that? Uh, sweet and spicy. Ah, there sweet it is. And hot. Sweet and spicy. Hot. Yeah, there it sweet is. Now why? See, get some aggressive. I'm getting sweet with you, and also getting hot with you. Yeah, man, gets a little aggressive right. right there. Shout out to right. Circle K. As the <laughs> as the graphic indicates, we're gonna go left. Shout out Circle K. Come left to right. Um. Well then, all right. My well goal done, sir. that I have set for Vooch this season. Uh huh. Um, and by the way, kudos to him again for hitting the goal that I said for him last season, which was bumping up that three-point percentage a bit. Yes. Wasn't asking for the moon. No I more. asked him to bump it up a bit, and he did. Thank you for that. This season, this kind of goes a little bit back to our conversation yesterday as far as what we want from Zach Levine offensively. Can he kind of shift around where he's getting some of his looks from? Can he get better looks and more looks off the ball? And the question of, well, is that on Zach? Or is that on Billy Donovan designing this offense, running this offense? Mm -hmm. In a similar light, I want to see Vooch be a facilitator on offense for the Bulls more this season than he has been Mm -hmm. since he arrived. And I'm putting a number on it. I want Vooch to increase his assist percentage this season to at least 18%. For some context... He had multiple seasons as he was rising to stardom with Orlando mm-hmm. where his assist percentage was over 20. In fact, a couple of years, it was at 22 mm. assist percentage. Mm. When he arrived with the Bulls for those 26 games at the back half of that season after the trade, his assist percentage still stayed at 20 mm. with the Bulls in those 26 games. However, in the 21-22 season, it dipped to 15.2. Mm-hmm. Last season, it dipped even a bit further to 14.6. Now, again, part of this is how Vooch is being used and how he is allowed to be used. And we all know that he was the fulcrum of everything for that Orlando offense, which is why his his percentage was so high. Mm -hmm. I want his passing skills to be more heavily featured and utilized by this Bulls offense that was bland AF and struggled last season. It will behoove them to let Vooch do more as a passer and facilitator. We know he's good at it. Mm-hmm. Let him do it more. Seize the opportunities, Vooch, to get those passes to your shooters. Mm. I like that because he's so good at it. You know, and the offense flows just so much better when you're playing through him because he honestly sees things from that post that obviously other guys aren't going to because they don't have that same kind of game. Like even when DeMar's in the post, he's not thinking about passing that. You know, when he's got that there. Zach is just not a post-up guy. It's not what he does. So he has an advantage. And, of course, being seven feet, obviously. But he has an advantage being down there to see the court in a different way. And the fact they now have different, better shooters with them as well is going to allow and open up those opportunities, hopefully, to increase those percentages. I think that's a really good point that I would have to do some homework on to try to figure out is, yes. like, what's the potential assist percentage mm-hmm. where – was he kicking the ball out and guys were just missing shots? Because mm. that could have gotten that number back up. And I don't want to get out of order on this show, Braggs. I know you're running a tight ship, but I, <laughs> I picked a similar. I swear to God, if you, ju- if you jump, if you jump the line, oh, I swear to God. All right, all right, all right. The, all right. Spicy the hot side of this jerky is going to come, it, come out. It. Shout out Circle K. <laughs> I, I think the Bulls, and I think for Vooch, too, Deciding to come back, and I've, I've said this before, but, like, yes, he probably did not have a lot of other options on the free agent market. That would have paid him as much. Mm-hmm. I'm sure teams would have loved to get him, but it would have been for less money because yeah. just there wasn't as much money out there for competitive teams. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think teams would have really liked to have Vooch because he can do this. And I think in part, part of the reason why I think he wanted to come back, and I'm assuming this is not reporting, this is an assumption, sure. that – he did come back is because there was some conversation about reconfiguring the way that they use him within the flow of the offense to try to maximize what he's good at. Mm -hmm. He spent all of the last two years talking about not being used the same way, having to be more of a shooter, Mm -hmm. having to play more on the perimeter, not being able to, you know, be the offensive hub at the elbow in the block. 
and that obviously changes who he is as a player. He's He talked about recently in an article with Jake Fisher that that has made him a more rounded player, more complete player, and I agree. But I also think when you've got a guy that's as good as he is at those things, you have to find ways to maximize it, especially when the Bulls struggled on offense so much. So I think they need to go a bit, a bit more to him in the post. I think, mm-hmm. And when I say that, not necessarily post-ups and, and scoring opportunities, but kick-out opportunities and just getting the defense shifting, um, whether it's you know getting him the ball in traps and letting him play four-on-three in the short roll. There's a lot he can do as a facilitator and as a passer. And like you said, Matt, I mean, looking at those numbers drop from 20 to 15 to 14 and a half. Yeah. Not only does it tell you that the usage is going down, which it was, mm-hmm. but it tells you that the the Bulls offense is just not clicking the way that it needs to. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it yesterday. We've talked about it ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. The Bulls offense was not good enough. And I think they can be a lot better if Vooch is more involved. Yeah, you're a better team if he's more involved. I, I think it's a lot of Bulls fans feel that way. Yeah. Uh, Eco being in the comments said, I actually thought Vooch was the Bulls' best player, so keep up the great work, Vooch. Mm. Uh, thrown hat, our guys. And I want to see Vooch scream mismatch when he has one that everybody is missing. Mm. No more Mr. Nice Guy. I like that. I do like that. Uh, football CF Candy saying Vooch was one of the best quick decision-making uh, passers in the league. Will you please ask Billy Donovan about taking from the Kings and Nuggets offense and using Vooch as a mm. playmaker? Oh, wow. We talked about this yesterday with Zach. Mm-hmm. Like, give me some split actions with Kobe, Zach, and Vooch. Yes. If Vooch has the ball in the post and Kobe and Zach are on the wing, setting screens for each other, one dives, one pops, mm-hmm. what do you do there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You let Vooch be a playmaker and find the open guy. Like, That's he's, it. he's so good at that. And those guys utilize as movement shooters. Like, that would just be chef's kiss. Give me some more of that. Uh, Give me any of that. Oh, more, please. Hand it over. He wants some, just like that jerky. I also have a question for you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Obviously, aside from Lonzo, because Lonzo's not playing. Yeah. Who is the best passer on this team? Aside from Lonzo, who's the best passer? Are we saying after Vooch? Is it? It, like you can make an argument that it's Vooch. Yeah. Yeah. You can make make a solid argument that it's Vooch. Yeah. And obviously, he needs to have the ball in his hands to be able to pass. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think he's like out here throwing creative behind-the-back passes across the court to the corner right. like Luka Doncic. Right. But good things happen when he's able to move the ball side to side, and I don't really think there's anybody else on the team that gets the ball moving side to side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He needs help in order to do that. Like, he needs to get the ball in a short roll situation for him to move the ball side to side. Like, DeMar's really good at defense collapse, throw it over the top, or kick it out to the he's, corner. He's good he's at good passing at out of double teams. He's good at finding the right guy. I think Zach is good at finding the right guy. I think Kobe is good at understanding where help is coming from and finding the right guy. But I, And I think Vooch is really good at, at that too, but I do think he probably understands the floor geometry, where defenses are coming from, how to manipulate that better than hmm. maybe anybody else on this roster, which is crazy to say because he's a 6'10 center. That's yeah. wild, yeah. Eco being suggesting that maybe Kobe could be another player who uh, you make the argument for for best passer besides Lonzo. Kobe certainly yeah. 365 improved. 365 days ago, that would have been a, a, wild a laughable statement. statement. Yeah. He definitely He's gotten improved. better. And you know what? To, to his credit, to Zach guy. Levine also made some passes last season that I had not seen him make before. He That's had some true. incredible c- yeah. cross-court passes, whip passes. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, Zach had that. some court vision just now. He also has the court vision where he, like, you know, throws it to a dude eating popcorn in the third row. <laughs> So, you know, a little of this, a little of that. Just even historically speaking, the Bulls are a better team when their big man can pass the basketball. Because immediately I just think of Joe Kim Noah and Paul Gasol and just how good those teams were with pow, good pow. passing big men. Pow, pow. Pow. Good, uh, good question here in the comments from Football Candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will, Matt, Dave, honest question. From a pure player perspective, why can't the Bulls run a similar offensive scheme to the Kings? Not saying they will hit the same level of shoot, shooting volume, mm-hmm. but there is a clear similarity in player profile in Sabonis and Vucevic, mm-hmm. especially in understanding screens and use of the dribble. And I completely agree. We yeah, talked about just this talked, yesterday. Right, mm-hmm. 100% Mm -hmm. on board with you football candy i think they need to run some more of those dho actions we talked about the heat doing the same thing with bam out of bio duncan robinson max Struess. yeah it just unlocks so much it mixes things up it weaponizes zach and kobe in a way that gets them easier shots Mm -hmm. it gets the team more threes and it gets vooch more involved i think it's a no-brainer like you like you said and i agree 
it's not going to be like – I mean, the Kings had statistically the best offense of all time last year. Right. They're <laughs> just like running and gunning threes. They're moving mm-hmm. – it's not going to be like that. But there's no reason, to your point, that they can't take elements of that and try to implement that into what they're trying to do. And then if all else fails, DeMar, go get me a bucket. Yes, That's right. the beauty of the way that the Bulls designed the team – with Lonzo, with Caruso, and all those guys, I think they need to get back to that a little bit more. And, and just even simplifying it more, just catch and shoot. It's really that simple. Like, get it, shoot it. It's that simple. Shoot get it, it, rip it. Shoot it, kaboot it. Shoot it, kaboot it. Big Dave. Let's rock today. Your goal for Vooch this season. You know, wait, it's interesting. Wait, wait, wait. Braggs, is that all right? Is that, is that okay? okay, Braggs? Is that so? Confirmed. Okay. Should, should I ask <laughs> the jerky? Is the jerky saying it's okay? I'm giving you the sweet side of the jerky. Oh, this time. the sweet that, side says it's all right. That jerky bag is empty. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Literally three minutes. That's impressive. I approve. Get We're impressed, sir. We're impressed. Um, I honestly, it's funny because when I first looked at Vooch, my mind immediately went to assist. Yeah. That was my first thought when I went there. And, but then I said, there's something else. There's something else I want to see from him, man. Okay. And what I want to see is that number right there on your screen. 961 oh, total specific. rebounds wow. from Nikola Vucevic. Where and did I, you come up with that very specific number? I am so glad you asked me that, Matthew Peck. Thank I'm you very much. So glad you're so glad. Inquisitive minds want to know. <laughs> Nikola Vucevic was second in, in rebounding last season. In with total a, rebounds. In total rebounds. Right behind the, the aforementioned Sabonis who led the league with 973 total rebounds. Vooch was second with 903. Wow. That was Vooch's third highest total of total rebounds in his career. Damn, Dave. So the first is second highest. off stats. Was nine, <laughs> it was 917. Okay. Which happened in 2012. Okay. His all-time, 960 in 2018. I want to see him get 961. You want to see him set a new career high in total rebounds. That will put him at 2,968 total rebounds and will vault him for – he is 27th right now on on the Bulls list. He's 27th. That would take him from there all the way to 16th. Oh, shit. And that would put him directly behind – Dennis Rodman. The greatest rebounder of all time, Andre Correct. Drummond. <laughs> <laughs> Old legend. Yes. Andre Drummond. And then, and then he would be 68 rebounds short mm-hmm. of taking over Dennis Rodman. First of all, Dennis Rodman did that in three years. Three years. Let's take that in for and a like, second. really two and a half. Three, right? If you count the suspensions, <laughs> yeah. the, the Vegas, Vegas trips. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> wild. Okay? That is absolutely insane amount of rebounds in three years. He is top 15 all time. Take that in right there. But, yeah, that would put him 68 rebounds behind Dennis Rodman to take over that number 15 spot. I think he can do that. I would like to see him do that. What, what's the total number that you just mentioned? Nine. If, if he gets the 961? If he gets the 961, his total would be 2,968. Career? career? For the Bulls. No, 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 career. No, no, I'm just talking of total rebounds as a Chicago Bull. Okay. So specifically. Nines, I'm just doing some math here. Keep, sure. keep talking. Sure. Will's doing math. <laughs> Everybody's favorite show, Will doing math. But that's what, because right now I believe he stands at two, 2007. Yeah. So I believe that's where he stands right now in rebounds. It makes him 27th on the Chicago Bulls. Man. And it, what made it so impressive and why I felt it, it was doable was because his last season, it was his third highest total. Right. And being he did his third highest total, and also played 82 games in, in that as well and matched the number of rebounds per game that he had the season previously. I find that he can do this. I think that he'll be able to handle this. He's playing about 33 minutes a game yeah. in those past two seasons here with the Bulls. I don't know if that's going to go down or if that's going to go up, but I think that's what I want his goal to be is to get 961 rebounds and set a new record so, for himself. So if he got that number, he would have – 9,595, 9,595 total rebounds in his career. That would put him at 52nd all-time mm. on the rebounding list. Mm. Uh, for the record, greatest rebounder of all-time, Andre Drummond, 47th right now at 9,963. Mm. Wow, okay. Mm. So you are asking Vooch to get roughly 60 more rebounds than he got last season, Correct. which was his third highest ever. Yes, in a season in which he played all 82 games. Correct. So you're asking him yep. to play all 82 again yep. 
and add 60 more rebounds to the ones he grabbed last year. I damn sure am. Damn. We're exactly just damn skipping that's a bold goal. Or as Will, yes, or as Will just said, just average more rebounds per game. Like, it's okay. I'm, if you don't play all 82, that's fine. But I think it's possible that he could be able to do this. I really do. Um, even in the year where he grabbed the 960 rebounds, like, if I'm, he didn't play all 82 that game. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, let me look only at this. Only 80 games that year. Yeah. Only, there it is only right 80. there. He played 80. So, and that was an all-star year for him as well. That's probably his best season ever yeah. as well. Let's, let's throw that in there also. But, yeah, I think it's doable. I want that to be a goal. If he yeah. hits that, great. If he doesn't but he comes close to it, I would be ecstatic. If he ends up number two, number three, as far as total rebounds are concerned, that would be absolutely amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, so before we take our next break, to wrap up, Will, it sounded like you were thinking along the same lines as me when I was talking about assists with your goal for Vooch. Is that yeah, correct? We don't need to revisit it too much, but Braggs, if you will, throw up the number. I think I said 20 assist Ooh, percentage. An so, even bolder goal. So that was the number, like you said, that was when he first came over from the Bulls. Right. Uh, now, obviously, much lower, but that would put him back up to the point where he's like really operating as an offensive hub. It's definitely lofty. I think 18 is more reasonable mm-hmm. and certainly a big jump from what he had last year. Yeah. But like, that should be his goal, but I think more importantly, it should be the Bulls' goal to get him in positions where he can do that. Right. Mm. Exactly. I like that. I like uh, that. Yeah. It, it would be a three and a half point jump if he hit the 18 I'm asking for. Mm. It would be a five and a half point jump if he hits the 20 that you're asking for. Mm. Uh, I love it, though. I love where your head's at, Dave. I love where your head's at, too. Mm. That, that's it for Vooch's goals. Let's see if he can go out there and prove it prove this it. season. We'll take our second break. We'll come back and dive into some thoughts on Dalen Terry, yeah. the youngster. We got goals for him, too. Hit that thumbs up button if you haven't yet while we're sharing these words and from our friends and sponsors, including the Goose Island Beer Company. Yeah. Chicago's ah, beer ah. since 1988. Their incredible beer roster, including that full pocket pills. Dave's right. got one. We were slamming those at the CHO Bears tailgate slamming on Sunday. Like God, it felt good. Slam. The beer hug family of, of uh, IPAs, the hazy, the neon, the tropical, all good stuff. And because it's September, the Oktoberfest is back. Because that's how things work. You got your lattes with the pumpkin spice. You got your Oktoberfest beers in September. Mm-hmm. Sure. I saw a bunch of Halloween decorations out driving home from work yesterday. Did it make you mad? A little bit. <laughs> Calm down. It's September 12th. People. Oh, oh Labor Day, goodness. summer's over. Halloween decorations. Good Lord. That's beside the point, though. Grab yourself an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room in Fulton Street in Westtown. Just right around the corner from us here at CHGO. Goose Island Beer Company. It's Chicago's beer. Mm. Uh, just got a text from uh, Baby Joey here. Uh-oh. Uh, Braggs, uh, Baby Joey says, uh, why so angry? <laughs> well. He's a baby, did baby remember. Did Baby Joey he's, he, Remember, watch... he's an actual baby. Okay, well, did Don't baby... yell at an actual baby. <laughs> did Baby Joey watch the Bears game? He's going to yell at an actual baby. <laughs> <laughs> And now he's crying. All right. So, I'm all crying. right. All so I've got to go explain to baby Joey, you know, why Braggs, you know, it's upset and angry when football came because he's a child. So he never understood. Never understood. He didn't get it. He don't understand why. Why, Braggs? Why? Why these glasses cost so much money? I don't get it, Braggs. Braggs don't get it. The goat don't get it. They don't get it. And Matt don't get it. Mm-mm. But you know who also didn't get it? Shady Rays. They didn't understand, y'all. So they set out to do something about it. Shady Rays, independent sunglasses company, offering that world-class product just as good as any expensive pair you've ever put on your beautiful face. The durable frames, the extremely clear optics for your outdoor and as Braggs and Matt Peck are proven over here, your indoor Adventiones. Jerky eating Adventiones. Oh, <laughs> it's all about it. Here comes some spicy. <laughs> but let's say, not mad, not, not mad, but let's say Braggs, angry, swirling about with anger like he was during that Bears game. Rage, Tossing rage. whatever he tossed. Rage. I don't know what he throws when he's angry, but I'm sure it was something, and I'm sure it went against the wall. Mm-hmm. Let's say it was some glasses on that Uh-oh. when he threw it. Oh, no. They snapped in half. He would be even more upset and still making babies cry because of it. But you know what would happen? He would immediately find joy because he know he can take those broken glasses. Take these broken wings. Uh-oh. Put them inside 
of an envelope, send them right on back to Shady Rays. They will send him a brand new pair. No questions asked. He broke himself. I broke Matt. No, I broke Matt. And that's what I'm laughing at. I broke Matt. Yes, I did. Or let's say you're sitting there looking at Braggs and you're like, you know what? I like the glasses that I got on right now. He looked really smooth and cool right now. He looks like a detective on the shield. I think I get away with that. That's pretty awesome right there. I can look like that too. One, you find out you can't when you put them on. But you can get your own style by sending those glasses back into Shady Rays, picking out another glasses that fits your face better, send them back to you. And guess what? As long as you do it within 30 days, you're going to get it for free. No questions asked. And then you'll look as cool as young Matthew Peck. So, exclusively for our listeners out there, Shady Rays giving away their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO for 50% off of two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. Say it, Braggs. <laughs> <laughs> That's for messing with people today. Oh, that was hell. the shades that are rated five stars for over 250,000 people. Because Shady what Rays, you y'all, want me to say? what a raise. Uh, oh, so shady. Told you, we mess with people around here. <laughs> oh, that's just complete blank stare. Oh God, that was good. <laughs> I knew he wasn't ready. He didn't know that. He was like, "Wait, what?" Oh my God. I knew he had no clue. I'm I over swear, here. I heard grasshoppers <laughs> chirping. In the I'm over here trying to eat some jerky, man. Come on, just trying to rock my shades and eat some jerky. Told you guys you, keep man. bugging me, asking me to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy. Uh, we love you, Braggs. Appreciate you, man. I love you. <laughs> um, all right, guys. As you'll see, we got the Dale and Terry jersey rocking on set today because we're setting goals for young Dale and Terry's 23-24 Bulls campaign. Uh, should I start, Braggs? Is that how we're doing this? <laughs> as the graphic indicates and as we yeah. communicated okay. before the show, that's how we're going to do it. <laughs> Then we're not going to change it. I think that was you who communicated. <laughs> me and the conversation. Uh, no, okay. Me and, me and Matt. must go in this order part I was a little unclear on. Okay. I thought you just right. said you had. Yeah. Never mind. It's fine. Right. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take the hit for that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Don't, don't flip the script like Mark K and Will did on Friday to me. They flipped it on you? They were messed Well, I think I messed up. But I like to, <laughs> I, I just like blaming other people. I take no response. I want all the credit Let's be clear. and none of the blame. Mark. That was all Mark's fault. <laughs> I want all the credit and none uh, of the blame. Guys, I mean, you can go in a million different directions as far as what you want to see from Dale and Terry in year two mm-hmm. for I, the uh, former 18th overall pick. Okay. Will? Nope. All you. <laughs> I don't get don't, out of order. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Dalen Terry appeared in just 38 of 82 games for the Bulls last season, mm-hmm. averaging just 5.6 minutes mm-hmm. per game in which he appeared. To me, it's simple. As we were kind of talking at some previous time in the offseason about whether or not Dalen can see the floor mm-hmm. with the additions the Bulls made, with the guys that they brought back, how's Dalen getting minutes? My goal for him is simple. Prove that one of the ways you can earn minutes is that you learned how to shoot. Mm. And my goal is not asking a lot. Give me at least 30% mm-hmm. on your attempts from downtown. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I asked Kobe to be a 40% three-point shooter because mm-hmm. that is a reasonable ask of Kobe. Mm-hmm. This is me not asking the moon of Dalen Terry and wanting him to all of a sudden be a legitimate three-point threat. Mm-hmm. I'm saying improve substantially and non-trivially upon the 25.9% you shot as an NBA rookie mm-hmm. from downtown. Mm-hmm. You need to prove that you fixed your broken shot or that it's at least on its way to being fixed if you want to see the floor at all. Mm. No disrespect or offense to the other things that Dalen can bring. Mm-hmm. He had a two and a half steal rate last year. He did. In the minutes he was out on the floor. Awesome, kudos to you. You gotta knock down your threes, man. You gotta figure it out. That's what's gonna get him on the floor, especially in this offense. Really, it's shooting. It's their biggest problem is shooting. So they need the attempts and they need the mix. They need both. Um, we saw what he was doing in summer league. It was Clang City for, like, I believe the first, what, three games? Clang, clang, clang with the trolley. Oh, man. And then the flash, too, especially that last game. He, he really got it together because I believe he's just on fire for no he reason did. at all. He knocked him down. And I ended up with a total. I believe his total was 34% uh, was his total. Great. Out. So 
That's what he ended up That's with. That's better than 26? That is. It's much better than, than 26% for young Daylon Terry. Will? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the difference between him playing and him sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. It's a jump shot. Um, and I think even more than just, like, being somebody that can stand on the perimeter and shoot, it's how does this unlock every other skill that he has? Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I really like Dalen coming into the draft, and I did really like Dalen coming into the draft, was because he can defend multiple positions. He's a good passer. He's a good athlete. He can get up and down in transition. Mm. He can make the right read. He can defend. Like he, There's a lot of stuff he can be really good at in this league. He rebounds. He defends hard. Like mm-hmm. Those are all really valuable things. But when he's not respected as a shooter, he's not guarded. Right. And because his handle is not great and because he's still really skinny and doesn't finish well at the rim, mm. He's having to drive right into guys and finish through them. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard for him to do that when he doesn't have the size or touch to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So in order to get some more space uh, off the bounce, he needs to draw harder closeouts. In order to draw harder closeouts, he needs to knock down shots at a higher level mm-hmm. and command respect from defenses. Mm-hmm. Once he does that, the, the dribbling won't be as much of a glaring weakness. The finishing won't be as much of a glaring weakness. The passing can be put on display the up and down transition game. I mean, it just, it will open up everything for him. And I think mm-hmm. that's when we'll really start to see what kind of a player he is. Mm-hmm. But right now, and especially because of some of the other skills where he's limited, the fact that he cannot shoot is really completely making him unplayable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, sucks it to say, because I do think there's a lot there. And you, like you mentioned with the numbers, Matt, I mean, 29%, uh, 29.5% during his NBA games last year, but during summer league, he was 8 of 23, 35%. In the regular season of Windy City Bulls games, he played three games. He was 41.7% on four threes a game. In the Showcase Cup in the G League, in which he played 10 games, he was 39% on 2.8 threes per game. So it's not like he's incapable. I would say there is a pretty big departure between eye test and stats yeah. when it comes to Dalen's shot. Yeah. It, it, frankly looks pretty broken to me and I think there needs to be some wholesale changes for him to like really get to the point where he's a good shooter mm-hmm. but like even just watching him pregame warm-ups like he'll make one and then he'll miss really wide right and then he'll make one and then he'll hit it off the bat like right it's just super inconsistent and that to me says that he's just got a lot of work to do he's a hard worker he will put in the work he will get better but he has to get better in order to play because of how much that opens up everything for him see his workout video will i did and he was i don't i only saw the mix Uh, our guy anthony in the comments saying i think just cracking the rotation consistently is the goal well yeah so Mm -hmm. how do we get there Here's some more specific goals, but yes, I agree with you. Cracking the rotation would be good. Uh, Ecobean, meanwhile, saying he wants to see Daniel be a better playmaker. Handles were the biggest weakness, aside from shooting, improve handles and shooting. Dave, what do you, what do you have with Dalen? So mine is probably more broad than that. Um, BMF and Dalen Terry? <laughs> <laughs> it's more, it's, Dale, I want Dalen Terry to find his role. Okay. And that's what I want from him this season, to find your role. And what I mean by that is whether it's playing or not playing, I want you to find your role on this team. Because, look, there's a log jam at the guard position. All right? There is. There's a log jam, and there is a pecking order. Hey! hey see what I did there? Did you see what I did, Brad? Yeah. It kind of <laughs> scared me because it, like, see. went in deeper into my ears. Hey, man, don't let the, this voice is special. It's yeah. special there, Braggs. You got them right. pipes. All right, got the yeah. pipes, sir. Yeah. That's what I do. Look behind you, Braggs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, he really did look behind him. <laughs> he really did. Me and Matt should be making some voiceover money. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but I want him to find his rope, whether it's on the floor or whether it's on the bench. There is a space for him that he has to find. On the floor, Will just mentioned the space, and, and Matt just mentioned the space. It's shooting. You got to be able to shoot the basketball because I love him as a playmaker. Mm-hmm. I love him as a rebounder. That's the other thing that wasn't mentioned. He's a really good rebounder, man. Daylon Terry is really – and a really good offensive rebounder. Like, he's really good at that stuff. So, because he's physical. That's how he plays, you know, with that energy, with that charge. That's how he kind of plays. That makes him a pretty solid rebounder. He gets that ball. He's on the run. He's trying to set people up and get them to the basketball. They allowed him to do that in the Windy City. Cause you just put the ball in his hands and you just let him go be a playmaker. Mm-hmm. You're probably the best player on the team. Yep. Just go do that and it's cool. But here, the role is going to be different. Yes, they need him to shoot, 
but there might be moments and times where, yo, I just need your energy right here for a good three minutes in this game. Yo, I just need you to be solid on this defense right here for for because this player is in foul trouble. Right. Like, can he match that? Can he find his role? Yo, I need you to be the energy on the bench. I need you to be that cheerleader. Last year, I said that's where his impact was going to be, was going to be on the bench literally as far as just – being, being him. I thought about my Glover Dillon just being like being the greatest hype man teammate again. Yes. And he was amazing <laughs> at that. Like it was fun to watch. Don't ever stop dancing, Daylon. <laughs> it was fun to watch though. Like it was really cool to watch him do those things. Yeah. Does it now come with him taking a more stepping into maybe a leadership role among certain players on the team, whether it's among Julian Phillips and the young guys, you know, showing them the ropes, mm-hmm. the way Io was helping him out and showing him the ropes. Does it step into that way? Is he's become the more vocal guy? Because there aren't a lot of vocal guys on his team like that. Mm-hmm. Does he become more vocal in that sense? That could be his role too. There are plenty of roles and plenty of holes on his team that he mm. can feel. Yeah. So uh, just find that role that you can feel, bro, and go out there and feel that. And I guarantee you, whatever world it is, is, it's going to be a role for you on this team. Plenty of roles and plenty of holes. I like that. Yes, I like sir. that new one. Thank you. William. <laughs> uh, same as you, Matt. Again, great minds. For the record, uh, we didn't know each other's answers. This mm-hmm. isn't Will just copying my answers. Will never He's copy smarter this. than me. Yes. But we just happened to pick two things that we thought were important for these two players today. Mm-hmm. And I, I think... Uh, Did you go above 30? Again, I went above what you said. I think I said 32 and a half. Okay. I was thinking about 31, but I was like, you know what? Baby steps. Let's just get to 30. (laughs) And I think that's fair. But I looked through all the numbers of the, the, um, the different like areas where he played. So he played in summer league. He played in the NBA. He played in the showcase cup and he played in the regular season for Windy City. And in those combined games, he shot 31 of 90 or 34.4% on threes. Again, I don't think that's representative of the quality of shooter he is. And I think Dave made a really fantastic point that a lot of those are probably pull up threes in transition or, you know, you know, spacing out or moving off the ball or just being a pick and roll player. Because in the G League, he was the best player in the summer league. He was the best player and he had the ball in his hands. That's not going to be the case in the NBA. And he needs to be able to get that three point percentage up even higher, especially if he's just waiting in the corner because otherwise the help's just in the paint right and the yeah. driving is not going to happen and it's just going to bog everything down mm-hmm. a lot of people got really upset with billy last year because dalen didn't get a chance to play and i understand the frustration in not getting a chance to see your first round pick on the floor but there was a reason for it and the reason was mm. he was making the team worse because of the way that it bogged down the, the rest of the offense mm. there's going to be opportunity for him this year I hope, like Kobe, like everybody else that we've talked about, young players-wise, that Mm -hmm. he is so good and he has added so much to his game Mm -hmm. that he makes it impossible for Billy to not play him. But I understand why he didn't get minutes last year. Mm -hmm. This is a perfect representation of the things that he needs to work on and address in order to unlock the rest of his skill set, which, again, I do think there's a lot there. So Mm. three-point shooting is going to be super important for him. I think it's going to allow him to put the rest of his skill set on display and I'm excited to see what else is there, but we're just not going to get a chance to see it unless three-point shot starts to fall. It's true. I agree with you. And speaking of seeing what else is there, shout out to our last sponsor of the day, Circle K. Shout out. Pop into your local Circle K and see what else is there. Jerky. They got so many things. You can definitely get jerky there. <laughs> I guarantee you that's where Bragg's got his jerky. Facts. Plus, they're offering their new free membership program, The Inner Circle. Save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups after you download that free Circle K app today and become an Inner Circle member. Not only on top of that 25 cents off a gallon when you're pumping gas, every sixth free uh, in a variety of selections of their products, including their hot and ready pizzas, Mm. their coffee, Mm. and their ice cold fountain drinks. Every sixth purchase in all those wonderful products, those delicious foods and bevies at Circle K, free what are you waiting for mm-hmm. the app is free you're popping into circle k on your road trip or running errands around town Facts. might as well get some free stuff while you're at it why not download the circle k app today become a member of the inner circle <sighs> gentlemen that is it our goals for vooch and dalen go out and prove it fellas mm. looking forward to watching both of those guys on the floor this season yeah that is it we are out of time for today thanks everybody for tuning in One last reminder, hit that thumbs up if you haven't already. Make sure you subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. 
Shout out once again to our new friends over there at PHLY on their launch day. Go check them out. Congratulations. Check them out. Uh, And one more time for the record, Aaron Rodgers and all of his morality police defending him today. Kiss my ass. Bye. We're back in studio, same time, same place tomorrow. Bears. Will the GOAT, Will underscore Golly, Big Day Bow, BAWL Sports. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. Mm. Our pal producer, Braggs. Braggs on the stands. See Rebby good, Bulls Nation. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.